0: Praise the Lord! It's a good day. It's great to see you all, and I'm so proud to be here. I just need a hat with a tag on it, right? Anyways, just bless the Lord. We uh, I missed being here last week. We were driving home and uh, from Texas, and we had spent last Saturday in Denton down at Glory of Zion. Uh, Apostle Barbara went trouble had a prophetic meeting and uh, we were there with I don't don't know there may have been a hundred people there and um, we had a blast and if you never get out to go here out of this region and go hear somebody else and step into what the Lord's doing in another place I urge you to do that it's good to see uh, what the Lord's doing in other places and um, you're going to pick up some stuff while you're there and it's good stuff And we left some stuff there. And sometimes you don't even realize that you're carrying. And um, I I realized I was carrying some stuff that wasn't mine to deal with. And I was able to leave it there. And that's a good thing. Because Jesus reminded me that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And some things that I, uh, I don't know why we think we need to worry and fret over stuff, but. Decided it wasn't my my place. I wasn't going to worry him for it. I've heard about somebody that hired someone to do that for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put that on anybody else. But anyways, I just I, I so sense the presence of the Lord here. And um, I just want to release that breaker anointing. That's what I just really kept hearing him say. And, um Henry, I just kept really feeling like the Lord had something, a specific word for me to give to you today, and I do just release his healing power to you, and that breaker annoying that breaks that yoke of generational disease, and sickness that has wanted to be on your family. And I say that it is broken today in Jesus' name. That it won't go down upon your sons and your daughter. That it's broken today in Jesus' name. And Lord, we're blessed that they're here. I bless Kay and Henry. and Thank you for their lives. And thank you that you have placed them here in this body. And Maria, whenever I saw you, I thought of this verse. I had to look it up here. It's Psalm 68, and in the the Passion it says, God Almighty decrees the word of the gospel with power, and the warring women deliver its message. And I know that you're a warring woman, and that's not just for her, but there's a lot of warring women in this place. And it says, the warring women deliver its message, and the message is, the conquering legions have themselves been conquered. Look at them flee now Zion's women are left to gather the spoils so women come on we gonna we're gonna gather up and deal with some things and I just um, am grateful to be a part of his kingdom and um, this is a great time to be alive and to step into all that he has for us and last Saturday we heard about the prophetic wells and um, as they began to talk about that, all I could think about was this place and all of the prophetic wells that have been dug here. And this morning, as he, that's just all I could think of down there. Of course, I was trying to be engaged with what they were saying. But this morning, as I was thinking about that, I felt like the Lord said, and this is very appropriate, of course, for this place, but, you know, the old cowboy movies, there's always a war over the water come on (laughs) well there's a war over the prophetic water that wants to come out of this place and what i saw was it's the war over the religious mindset and the prophetic freedom that god wants to bring and i am believing that he's going to put a cap on the religious mindset and the way that we have always done things and 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 i know we have stepped out of that but there is something that's wanted that we've drugged that around and drug it around and i am asking the lord to cap that this morning in jesus name and we are going to dig a deep well there is a deep well here but we're going to draw even deeper from that prophetic well. So, Lord, we ask you to uncap that this morning in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the prophetic well that is here. It's a tall, long drink of water if you want to jump in and get it. It's here, and just like in those old movies over that war, the war is over in Jesus' name. The Lord has the victory over that prophetic well we have warred over that we will continue to war over it because that 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 prophetic well that is here will not be stolen and it will go from generation to generation there will be others that will rise up in this place and continue and carry it on in Jesus name we, we, we can't back down from it in Jesus' name. And we have gotten so distracted by watching the news. I'm telling you, but God. You hear that stuff? You say, but God says. But God says. But God says, but God says there is a prophetic well here. And we will stand. And we will war for it. But I do believe that religious junk that wants to rear its ugly head is capped off in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I uh, heard... They, they gave, for every person that was there from whatever state, they gave Barbara part of her team, they gave them that state and asked them if they would give a prophetic word over that state. So, of course, I was very curious of what they were going to say over Oklahoma, and Rob had the good sense enough to record it, so, but the, the lady said, she got up and said, Oklahoma, I have heard your appeals to heaven. There is going to be an earthquake and a shaking. And I'm going to bust the buckle off of the Bible belt. Woohoo! She said some more, but that was enough for me right there. I was so excited over that. I was so excited over that. And you, I mean, isn't that good? I'm telling you, you don't get it. I'm telling you, that's a good word. Because a lot of people think that Jesus himself lives about 30 minutes south of here in Tulsa. You want to talk about religious mindset that needs to be broken. (laughs) The buckle needs to come off of the Bible belt. This (laughs) morning, you know, it's going to be okay. I, I, but I really felt like Debbie sent me a message a few weeks ago about identity and Debbie I haven't listened to it yet because the Lord was spoke, spoken speaking to me about identity and um, after this I'll listen to it but he's been, whenever I heard that that word I felt like about Oklahoma needing to be stripped of just that religiousness we need a new identity Oklahoma needs a new identity, but the church itself has lost or has been stripped at times of our identity, but we haven't been stripped of our destiny, and that's what I want to talk about this morning, and you say, well, what's wrong with the good old Bible Belt? You know, I looked up a statistic, and a stat said that those who say that there are Christians in this United States only half of them attend a service a week so that's a little bit of a clue that maybe we have lost a little bit of our identity here in the United States because if you're not getting together you don't know who you are a lot of them have been deceived though I, I understand Because we have the charismatic bunch that goes around and they say, oh, I just go wherever God leads me, brother. Uh Uh-huh. Then we've got the, yes, I'm spiritual. We've got that group. And I don't even know what you say to that. I think that's why they say that, you know. Uh, Then you have the wounded and they can't go to church because they're ticked. And they, they refuse to get over it. So they sit at home. They have the verbiage because I ran into that this week. And I, and I was speaking to this person and I, and I said, I knew that they had attended church and I said, well, where do you go now? I don't go to church and don't invite me to yours. And I said, you know what? I don't think I did. They just kind of looked at me, but I was just like, come on. But they, got, they were in leadership. They got hurt. So, boy, they're showing somebody they're not going anywhere anymore. Don't, has the church lost its identity, possibly? Then we've got the group that's uh, saved, and they're sitting at home. You know, I was thinking about it. It's kind of like Star Trek, Beam Me Up, Scotty. They're like sitting at home Rapture, 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 rapture. You know, they're not engaged at all in the kingdom of God. And I promise you, you could probably go to every dark place in Tulsa, bar, dance hall, whatever you want to call them, and probably 90% of those people in there have had some sort of encounter with God. Or say oh I'll be at church in the morning I'm on the praise team has the church not lost its identity we have that's the church that's what the church looks like we need the buckle busted off more than ever we need the buckle busted off of the Bible belt yep you know most of us have seen i got to move this. Mariah's sending me pictures and all kinds of stuff. She's off having a great time in the South, and I bless her, and she's having fun. But most of us have seen the identity of our world progressively evolve into something that most of us can't even recognize anymore. Our culture has changed a lot in just the past four years, even. You know, you used to be able to go out, and uh, I I was thinking about whenever I started first grade and I read Dick and Jane, it was easy to tell who was a girl and who was a boy. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you, you knew who was male and female. And then it's like, I don't know how many times I've been out with Mariah and we've been, and I'll be like, was that a boy or a girl? It's like everybody's become neutral looking, like this generic something. And so we kind of got used to that, but if that wasn't enough, now we've got men wear makeup and winning beauty pageants. We've got women dressing up like men, uh, getting body parts removed. All because they feel different? God never makes a mistake. The enemy has sold them a lie. And we have seen our world, their identities being stolen from them. But we have, a ch- as the church, and I'm including myself because we've sat back And we've watched and we've shook our heads and thought, what in the world? This is a mess. Isn't that pitiful? Glad I'm not that messed up. We kind of think that. But my question is, aren't we? As we have been distracted by the world and got our focus off on all of this, What's happened to the church? What's happened to us here? We've wanted to blame COVID because we all got used to sitting at home, but it was probably even way before that that our identity of the church had been, has begun to be stolen away from us. We have an identity crisis. We don't know who we are and we don't know what authority we have in Christ because we have much authority in him. And you know what, he's wanting us to engage. He's wanting us to engage in bringing heaven into earth. And instead we've been just as neutral as those little girls and boys that we can't tell who's who. We've looked just as neutral as the world and i I believe i believe the lord wants us to engage and get out of neutral today amen (laughs) and you know we all have some issues and i'm not even talking about that but you know what we the church seem to have just as many problems as the world they may be different we're to have all the answers we do have the answer and I'm wanting us to step into the fullness of what God has for us that whenever they come to us or they see that we're different and we're not neutral, they'll want to be attracted to us to say, help me find out what I can do, why I'm feeling this way, why shouldn't I become a man or a woman when I'm the other sex or what whatever is going on in their heads we have the answer to that God didn't create them that way but I believe the church has been stripped of its identity and we're in just as much of an identity crisis as the world because we've been so distracted by it and isn't that the way it is oh I can look at your problem And I'm not looking back at my own and seeing that maybe there's something not right here, but by half of the church in the United States, half of the Christians won't even engage and get up and join the army of God. Something's wrong. And Lord, we call them in, awaken them. Awaken that man I talked to this week. And that's what I've I've told several. You're needed in the body of Christ. The kingdom of God needs those that are out there that are afraid to come in. There was a person that reached out to the church through messenger this week. Do you believe in the prophetic? And I'm not just talking about an encouraging word, but do you believe in like really telling somebody, you know, and they wanted to call and, you know, well, come to church. You'll get a word. I don't even know you. I'm not going to talk to you on the phone about something. Come be apart. Hello? I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> a lot of us, though, have been stripped of our identity, but not our destiny. And I really saw that as I was reading about Joseph. And Jacob had, you remember his dad, Jacob? Remember, he's the one that got roused around with the two wives. Remember, he wanted the pretty one and he got the other one, and you, you remember that story. And, uh, but he, he had sons with Leah, the, the wife that he really didn't want, <laughs> and then the, the wife that he loved and really had his eye on, really wanted uh, to be with, was Rachel, and he had two sons with her. And that was Joseph and Benjamin. But I want to talk about Joseph today. And I'm not getting into all the story because I feel like most of you all know the story of Joseph. I was thinking about, I remember uh, the Sunday school teacher being little and them showing you those pictures of Joseph and that coat and them talking about how much his dad loved him and gave him that coat. It's funny the things you remember whenever you were young in in Sunday school. But um, Joseph, his favorite son. And to show him and he was very partial to him and he made him or had made um, some translations say coat some say robe and this beautiful coat of many colors and this coat wasn't something that you would work in and as I read about it it talked about that it was considered to be a robe of very special significance Um, It was something, it was a robe that either a prince or a princess would wear. It's easy to see why his brothers may not have liked him so well. (laughs) Uh, And I want to look at um, Genesis 37 verses 3 and 4. It basically says just what I am saying. It says, now Jacob loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a distinctive multicolored tunic. And his brothers saw that their father loved Joseph more than his brothers saw that their father loved Joseph more than all of his brothers, so they hated him and could not find it within themselves to speak of him on friendly terms. That coat, that tunic, that robe, whatever you want to call it. It was prophetic and as prophetic people turn everything into prophetic I know but I'm telling you it was prophetic because Jacob was placing Joseph's destiny on him whenever he gave him that coat and he was 17 years old hanging around the house (laughs) telling his dreams, wearing his fancy coat. I imagine those brothers wanted to just clobber him. They eventually got to that. But you know, that he wasn't a prince. That coat was made for a prince. But there he was, hanging around the house, wearing this fancy thing. But there was something in his dad that saw great destiny on him. And as I thought about that, I thought what a job we as parents have. What what a, a treasure we have to put on our kids. Because look what one coat did. It set him for a lifetime of a destiny of greatness. And we can do that, we can place that on our kids or we can take it off of them. And I love the cultures that take the time to set their kids aside and speak blessings over them and and set them up for a bright future because I think that's really important. But to me, that's what this was doing. This was setting him apart And, you know, as I was thinking about that coat being prophetic, I thought, you know, a lot of us have had prophetic words spoken over us. We've had them put on us. And maybe like Joseph, we're just hanging around God's house looking good, wearing our prophetic words around. We're looking great, but we haven't been warring for the words. You know what? We don't make those words happen. But we also don't just sit around and hope that they come true either. We're in a warring season, and I heard that many times last year. And sometimes we're going to have to war through some things to get the fulfillment of those prophetic words that we receive. And Joseph went through a war to get to, to the end of his prophetic, <laughs> the coat, what it represented Y'all are being very quiet. <laughs> I want—I want to read First Peter two nine. I'm just going to have to read it. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a concert. This is you guys. Hello. A consecrated nation a special people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellency the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light that's us that's us and that has our job of what we're to be about those are those prophetic words we're a royal generation chosen and it's you know we all have had a robe put on us we are all called and I I heard some people that I went to the same meeting that we did and they came back and gave a report and they said oh we we loved the the morning because we love to hear from the the stars the afternoon they had people like me and you speaking, they didn't like that. Shame on them. Because I'm telling you, this is our time to engage. This is, the the whatever you said today was really good. I need to, you need to say that. But the um, Rob was giving some good prophetic words here this morning the prophets and those that are on the stage it's not their time I mean it's it's not just them this this is a time for all of us to be engaged it's not just um, the person on the stage this is a time for all of us we're all called we are all called that's what that verse said But you know the story. I want to get back to Joseph. His dad sent him off to check on the brothers. They wanted to kill him, but instead they opted out to sell him. And let's look at verse 22 in that same chapter. And it says, when Joseph reached his brothers, what did they do? They stripped him of his tunic, the distinctive multicolored tunic which he was wearing. They stripped him of his identity. But they didn't rob him of his destiny. How many times have we had family try to strip us of who we are? Of our God-given destiny. They say just the wrong word and we're back to believing i don't deserve anything that god has i don't deserve nice i sure can't speak i might could watch the kids we don't need have anybody we have to pay somebody to watch the kids uh, you know nobody can do anything nobody wants to be engaged this is our kingdom to step into God's kingdom, but we're supposed to be the army. I want to encourage you to join the army. It's good. (laughs) It's awesome. But I understand what it's like, because I had a family member, and I'm telling you, you guys, I know some of y'all know me, know my past, and it's nothing I'm proud of, but there's many times that I came crawling in here and would sit and just try to engage And I had a family member say, yeah, you stand up there and raise your hands, and who do you think you are? That's not that easy. I am forgiven. But that's not, you don't forget those words. And then every Sunday you come back and try to raise your hand, and you're, you're remembering that thought. And it tries to just strip you of what God has put on you. You all have experienced some of that. I know you have. Because we all have that, those great family members that want (laughs) to really lift us up. (laughs) There is a war over our identity and who we are in Christ. And you know what? Sometimes though it's it's maybe not even our family that tries to strip the coat off of us. We do it to ourselves. (laughs) We disqualify ourselves We don't believe that First Peter verse at all How can I be A royal generation I don't feel very royal You feel royal We were talking about flying first class Rob said We probably should be flying first class All the time I was like come on I don't want to fly first class but some of us feel like we belong back by the toilets you know you're just glad to be on the plane God wants an upgrade for us if I'm a royal generation I need to be in first class in those leather seats having me cold drink for anybody else gets on the plane why not we've settled for much less but we have stripped ourselves rob and i are good at picking out the most expensive thing in the whole store you know or just we we we're high class we're going but there's a war over our identity and sometimes it's here and we gotta snap ourselves right out of it say i'm not buying that i'm that's not who i am i'm a child of god but we have to be careful of our alignments and wrong relationships and I, I was thinking about, um, it's been a, 11 years ago or so, that I found myself single, and Lawrence Bishop was here. Little Lawrence, as we call him. He's not little. He was the second, so he got little in front of him. But he, we were sitting at my mom and dad's dining room table before we all went out to dinner. And he said, Angie, I've got to give you some advice because I know that you're called you know that you're called and you can't just get with anybody that comes by. You've got to make sure that you're, that, you know, your next, the next person that you're with for life is going to have that call and walk that walk. And, you know, we talked about it a lot. That's something you can't even hardly talk about because you can't explain all of this but there's a high price to pay when you have a call of God on your life and if you're with somebody that doesn't I'm telling you it's a disaster so we need to be careful of who we align ourselves with who we marry who we hang out with who speaks into our lives it's important it's important and i appreciate his words and he could speak that because he went through it himself because he was with somebody and they ended up leaving him and he was one heartbroken man for a very long time the lord has redeemed it and looks like he's just having a blast now and i was just thinking about it's so important a, and I was just thinking about, too, about families. We went to a service, a funeral, of a man, 84-year-old man, and his he passed away, and his brother was there. And uh, the brother didn't like something years ago that, I don't know, they had some sort of conflict, and the man died without them getting things right. And I just thought, how sad that was and the enemy would do he wants to do anything he can to divide families and to split us up and sometimes you just have to be the bigger one and forgive without the apology and just move on because sometimes it's not it's not worth it the relationship is more important than winning the battle I think but you know as Joseph went on you know, they took that robe off of him and they threw him in a pit. And I know a lot of times we've all felt like we've been in the pit through circumstances maybe of our own or of someone else. But you know why? He never gave up his walk with the Lord. And he stayed firm with the Lord. And I want to read in chapter 39, verse 2. And it says, The Lord was with Joseph, and he even... Even though he was a slave, he became a successful and prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. I don't know if I gave you verse 3 2. Yeah. Now the master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to prosper or succeed in his hand. He was a slave. He was a slave. My life's looking pretty good, huh? He was put in charge over this man's home, and he had the promotion of God on everything that he did. But then what happened in verse 12? The man's wife, she caught Joseph by his outer robe, saying, Lie with me. But he left his robe in her hand and ran and got outside the house. He was stripped of his robe again. He was stripped of his robe again. This robe wasn't one of a prince. It was a robe of a slave. But it was another stripping that took place. And he once again found himself in another pit called prison. You know, the world, the enemy, they... The world wants to strip us, the enemy wants to strip us, it will strip us, and it doesn't care how or what it looks like, but you know, what? the stripping may take us down, we just can't let it take us out, or still our identity of who we are. And Joseph didn't let the stripping take away who God had called him to be. And there's always a stripping, either the world's or God's. You're going to go through a stripping. The world keeps us in a pit, and it steals everything that God has for us. God's stripping makes us look like him. So there is a good stripping that comes. You know, we see Jonathan gave his robe to David as a sign of covenant. Elijah gave his coat as a mantle, mantle to Elisha. I want you to look at uh, Genesis 41, 41. I know I'm skipping big hunks of the story. I felt like everyone knew this story, but it says, so now Joseph's out of the second pit, (laughs) and it says, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you in charge over all of the land of Egypt. That prophetic coat that was put on, that young 17-year-old boy, his destiny had come. That prince, he come to fulfill. It's like full circle. And he was back to that upgrade that God had gave him. And there was many times where people, circumstances, tried to steal everything off of him. But he stayed faithful to the Lord. And we must stay faithful to him. Jacob placed that robe on Joseph, and Joseph found his way, just like I've talked about, through a series of events, and he lived out his destiny. And it was just like those dreams that God gave him. Our dreams are important. Pay attention to your dreams. But also be careful who you tell them to. Got him thrown in the pit. (laughs) But... When we come to Christ, our Heavenly Father places a robe on us, just like that robe was placed on Him. And He calls us His Son. He calls us His daughters. He puts His favor on us. And He calls us into our destiny. And this is the time, I believe, that we're shifting into who we really are. And God is giving us the mindset of sonship and daughters. It's time to realize who we are, who our identity is in him. Not a slave, I'm not in the pit. You may be at times, but that's not who you are. It's not who we are. There's no more being neutral no more neutral Romans 8 17 out of passion and I didn't give this to him but it says we're qualified out of the passion is the way it says and since we are his true children we qualify to share all of the treasures we're qualified say that I'm qualified I'm qual- it's, you don't ha- it's not because of what we've done, but we're qualified in him. There's going to be trials. There's going to be things along the way that try to strip off our robes and steal our identity. But God says, we've got to fight the good fight. It's worth fighting for. There's probably some in here you've had it ripped off of you and shredded. And the good news is God can put it back on you today. You pick yourselves back up and say, I'm going forward. I'm going. I want to remind you of this. Some of us have forgotten that one day in heaven there was a meeting about you. God was saying, I have plans for you, plans to prosper you, plans not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. Our, (laughs) Our destiny was determined in that meeting in heaven. There was a seed placed deep within you, and God was saying, I have need of you. He's saying that today, I have need of you. Wake up, remember that time in heaven when I put that in you. He's awakening that in you today. He's saying, go and fulfill the destiny that I have given you. My plans for you are good. And God's saying today, there's too much glory in you for the seed to be destroyed. Awaken to the glory of God that's in you. That destiny that was placed in you before time began, before your mom and dad ever even knew each other. It's something to shout about to realize what God has for us. He's had for us before that even time began. He wanted Henry. He wanted a Chaz and Richard. To have a business, to be able to make money, to be able to give it to the kingdom of God, to be able to reach employees' lives. He wanted a Paula. He knew she was going to have a grandson that's going to be a life changer. Each one of us, God has put that in you. And I am praying that today he awakens the church and we stop buying into the lie that we're neutral, that we don't matter, that we can't make a difference. I'm calling the church to arise today. It's time to be awakened to who we are in Christ. Our identity must be awakened. The robe be placed upon us. You're looking at me like I'm crazy and I really don't care, but I'm telling you, it's time to get going in the army of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's wanting us to bring transformation to the earth it's our job that's what we're here for I say this every time it's not just to sit around and breathe and go to work Rob asked me the other day what are you gonna do today I said I'm gonna sit around and eat truffles and watch soap operas what do you think I'm gonna do (laughs) I'm out there 10 to 30 tomato plants what else is there to do (laughs) pick cucumbers or the dogs eat them he wanted me to be outside see there's a ploy to this he thinks I need sunshine and I need to be outside moving around so he's built this huge garden in our backyard it's really not for us to eat it's for me to get outside and have something to do I'm on to him he's an outside person I'll sit inside and eat truffles and watch TV (laughs) I don't watch soap operas anymore, but I bet I could watch Young and Restless and probably still be able to catch up from about 40 years ago. <laughs> oh, I had a grandma, she used to love As the World Turns. She passed away, and we were going through old fam- family photos, and we are like, what is this? She, she wrote them, and they, and they autographed pictures and sent them to her, and she had them in with the family photos. It was awesome nobody wanted it sorry granny oh my granny was a hoot she wanted to make sure that everybody got the right things in her home she put your name behind pictures and she took pieces of tape and wrote pe- people's names down so like if you said oh granny i like that picture so she wrote your name and so you was sure to get that picture that wasn't that awesome i thought it was a grand idea I don't know why I'm talking about that. But you know what? She did set me down and talk about being in a brush hour meeting and people being filled with the Spirit of God and sensing that. And to a little Baptist girl, I had no idea what she was talking about, and it scared the Jesus out of me when she was talking about the electricity going up and down her. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's good to have praying grannies. She probably paid, prayed me right out of that Baptist church because I was thinking about that. I went to a funeral at a Baptist church, and I, I can't thank my parents enough for getting out of that. And I'm not down on that, but I would have died if I would have stayed in a traditional church. I just would have. I wouldn't have gone. That's why and that, that, I could have added that to the list. That's why people don't go to church because they're tired of tradition of men. And all that religious stuffiness. I heard 45 minutes of all of those songs. Anyway, it's still going. We're here to bring transformation to the earth. And to call heaven into earth. That's Jesus' prayer he taught. Creation is waiting for us to arise. Now, I'm here to remind you today that we are to be distracted no more by others' agendas. But today, we're taking it out of neutral. (laughs) We're putting it into overdrive. And it's time for us to arise as true children of God. It's our day. It's our time. I want you to stand if you will and I just felt like the Lord was saying and I, I, I said this earlier if you realize you've been stripped of your robe and you need to have it placed back on come down and we'll ask the Lord to put that priestly robe back on you and you know what some of us Maybe have forgot that you're part of God's kingdom. And I'm asking you today to engage. You can turn that on. We're gonna pray.
1: This is a house of
0: That's not the soul but it's okay if you need prayer come and we'll pray for you
2: if you don't
0: i ask you just to pray for those that come for prayer but lord we're asking you today to awaken us and let us to engage into your kingdom and if we have been stripped of that robe if we've forgotten who we are, if we've forgotten our identity of who you say we are, God, I pray today that you would remind us, awaken us to that, awaken us to that time in heaven that you had that meeting and put that seed, deposited that deep within us. If your seed has been in the ground and kind of got rotten, <laughs> And you need it to be awakened, come this morning and let's pray for you. Lord, we want to engage in your kingdom. And we say today, our identity will not be stolen any longer. Our identity is in you and it will not not be stolen. It will not be stolen. We are the kingdom of God and we're here to do kingdom business. And we bless you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. I bless everyone that's here.
3: Yeah, let's pray for these. Rob or somebody, you want to come pray for them?
0: just keep pressing in and praying Lord we just bless you we thank you for what you have delivered here today Lord your prophetic word is falling on good ground and you are rising up your body here today we thank you God for what you're doing let's engage come on let's engage in what the Lord has for us Lord we receive from you here today Lord spring up that seed within us Lord we want it to grow and to mature into those that you have called us to be hallelujah to your name in jesus name we bless you lord i guess it looks like everybody's identity is secure in him is it everybody know who you are nothing's been stripped off of you Lord, thank you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing here. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. Hallelujah to your name, King Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. Keep praying. Lord, we just press into what you have for us. Lord, we do want more of you. We don't have to just run out of here. If you need to go, you're free to go, but Lord, we just want more of you. I believe you have more to deposit here today for us. Lord, we want to receive all that you have for us. You're a good God. We just bless you. I bless these people here today, Lord. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We got to step out of traditional ways of believing that every service has to look exactly the same. Every what every you, we got to. Stand up and pray and whatever. It's, Lord, blow the doors off of this place. Lord, we step into more of you. We're not in any hurry. Lord, we're calling you down in Jesus' name. I know you're here. I know you're speaking. Maybe you have a prophetic uh, word from the Lord that you'd want to release here today. We bless you, Lord. We press into what you are saying. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah to your name, King Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You don't have it turned on.
1: I was going to ask earlier if you had a word for us this morning.
0: has given us, amen. That's why I was saying we got a war for the words. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. 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 That's right.
1: know. I'm still, uh, I re- really had you on my heart. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I know you
2: don't care, Jack. You've been here for a hundred years. And today's not the same. It's not the same. You're not going out the same. You're not.
0: And you, we stripped you of your rings a few weeks ago. You took your
3: rings off and God's putting a new ring on you, Jack. He is. I see glory all over you. I don't see old Jack. I see glory. I love you, man.
1: Everybody here loves you and we're for you.
0: Hallelujah.
2: Jack, I wanted to say something too. You helped me so much. I I know a lot of people don't know, but Jack was like a father figure to me. He was with my aunt for many, many years. I, I grew up around Jack from a young kid and you helped me to start going to this church you know that right I still remember you singing on the praise team can these dry bones live you know so I just want you to understand your identity in Christ is there he doesn't want you to get stagnant. he doesn't want me or any of us to he wants you to have that opportunity to have that growth and that's what the Lord was really telling me about you because he loves you I love your dedication how you're coming how you want more from him that's awesome Uh, I just I wanted to say Angie the identity man this is this is hard for me but it's taken me so many years to learn my true identity in the Lord and I hate to say it but I get stagnant I know other people do I was stagnant probably for ten years and I'm not talking about just in the Lord but in everything I got comfortable I got comfortable in business. Hey, I was just fine with what I had, what I wanted, you know, what I what I thought I needed. But the Lord had more. And he had more for Joseph too, didn't he? There was so much more from him. He went through so much turmoil, prison, what you said, what, but he knew his true identity in Christ. And it brought me to remember, I don't know how many years ago it was, but we had a t-shirt for the barn. It's called Branded at the Barn. I don't know how many years, but it made me think that we need to rebrand ourselves with the Lord there's so much more the lord has for us but we get that comfortableness in our lives in our walk with him and it and i just i mean i hate to say it but that, that that's what happened to me and that's what the lord was really telling me um and one quick thing me and Chess started a business in 2006 right and we were we did stuff as chimneys that's all we did was chimneys And right now, we're rebranding our whole company. And that's what the Lord told me is because everybody still thinks of me as Jimmy. Even though I do so many other things, everybody recognizes me. And that's what the Lord was telling me, Richard, he has more for you. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. And it's not for me. It's for his glory. It's for what he has planned and prepared. And I'm just trying to step out in faith. If you just step out, the Lord will just, he'll prepare the way for you. And it was just amazing just to hear what you're saying. And because I'm reading in Job right now. And it's just amazing about his identity, about what he knew he was in the Lord and what he went through and how he he was steadfast in it. So I just wanted to bring that to light because I thought that was a good word.
0: Thank you. (laughs) I figured out how to
1: turn this one on. They're both working. We're testing them. They're both working. It's okay back there, Alan? Yeah,
0: you turn it on down here.
3: I'll show you later <laughs> Jack,
1: let your wife be who she is no i'm i'm telling you just come on it's not your way okay
0: Don't forget Wednesday night, bring your barbecue, We got barbecue, bring your side dish and your dessert. I just wanted to be sure and say that. Oh yeah, and there's a lot of food
3: out there, be sure and take some of that. I'm scared. Um, I kept hearing the Lord say, transparency, thank you, I need it. Um, I know who I am in Christ and I know the authority He's given me and I know part of my assignment. And I have been in battle this week and I've been attacked and I'm asking my church family to pray. I stepped out and did something I knew I was supposed to do. I, I met the beast on Broadway. You know what I'm talking about. Okay? And and so I was the day after I prayed in an area that belongs to my daughter, her property on Broadway, I was at my kitchen sink and this arm went limp. And I looked at it, and I thought, what is that? And um, and I tried to say Jesus, and it came out slow. And I know the enemy was coming against me to stop me. It only lasted a few seconds. And then I was able to talk and just declare the word of the Lord over me. No weapon formed against me will prosper. But I'm in a battle. And we're getting ready this week to go into this community and do some damage to the To the enemy's kingdom And I need your covering And I need you to pray over me We are vulnerable to him But it won't last No weapon formed against me will prosper And every tongue raised in judgment Shall be proven wrong I know who I am And I am stepping out And the enemy is going to bow To Jesus in me But I need your covering And thank you for it Father, we pray right now, we pray over
1: Debbie, Lord, we come against the principalities and powers of darkness that would come against her as she stands for you and the things of you. And Father, right now, I I come against any physical ailments that's trying to come against her. We pray, Father, the the blood that flows through her is the blood of Jesus. And Father, that she is healthy and whole in every way, Father. And Lord, that as she goes forward doing your business, you're taking care of her. We thank you, Father. We thank you that we lift her hands up just like Moses was battling a war. Aaron and her held the hands up. And so we hold her hands up this week in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. We need one another. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this time. And Lord, we just offer it back up to you. It's about you. It's about your kingdom. I pray refreshing over Angie, over everyone that's here. I speak blessings over them as we go out to be about who you've called us to be. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.